Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm right here. It's my time to be the voice you're listening to. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm feeling exhausted. Yes, because I had to socialise yesterday. Oh, I'm so sorry. And and not just with one or two people, but I had to go to a party. A party? Oh, Annabelle. I mean, I had to go as well because I've got this dear friend, Melanie. Uh, in fact, uh, she, and she's got a book coming out, and I'll tell you her full name. It's Melanie Cantor, and um, her book is called Death and Other Happy Endings. And she's an amazing woman. Basically, she gave up her job in 2007 because she wanted to be a writer and she's kept at it and she kept at it and kept at it and the first book is out now and it's it's all hugely exciting I'm very pleased for her and she invited me to the book party and I just thought I have to go Mm. even though most of the time now when people invite me to things I just ring them up and say look I I love you dearly I will take you out for a dinner but I'm not going to come to your party. With this one, it just felt too rude to not go. It's not the same as it taking her for dinner. You know, she needs numbers at the party. Exactly, support, exactly. Yeah. So so I went along to support her. Here's, here's an odd thing. I've, I've, over the years, and I understand this isn't probably the most relatable um, experience because not, not that many people sort of end up having friends who write books. Mm. But I'll I tell you what I find is weird. When you have a friend who has a book out or a book event and then there's some kind of expectation that they should sign a book for you. <laughs> right, okay. So you think it's weird getting a book signed off your friend? <laughs> it is weird, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've done it for, when I had my book was out, I did it for lots of friends and it felt weird for me and probably more so for them. Because <laughs> it's, it's weird to write in a book. As we know, mm. we've talked about this a lot. So the pressure of writing in a birthday card or a leaving card is mm, enough. Mm. But when it's a book, that must be tenfold. It's hard to know whether to write your surname as well. That's especially weird. <laughs> Yeah. Dear Sarah, who I've known for over 30 years, love Annabelle Port. Yes, because there's some kind, I guess, of implication that, oh, this could be worth something someday, <laughs> or, or I am going to be a significant author. There is that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I went and I was very pleased for Melanie that, you know, her book seemed to be extremely well received and people came out in numbers to support her. Although people came out in such numbers that I did find myself thinking, would she have noticed if I didn't come? <laughs> no. Anyway, I went with my wife and it was one of these where we'd been told about it so far in advance that there was no saying no to be done. Ah, yeah. 
And then Sarah ended up getting some work last night. Ah. So she said, I feel so awful because I'm not going able to able, be able to stay for the after party. You know what that means, Jeff? You have to go to the after party alone. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <sighs> Did you do it? Yeah, it was in this sort of downstairs, downstairs area in a restaurant. And here's my big panic, as I've talked about a lot before. With a lot of what I'm panicking about on any given social occasion is not remembering people who I've met before because I'm a bit face blind mm. and I've just got a terrible memory anyway. And I, I'm just always worried that I'm going to look rude and not remember somebody to the extent that I tried to ring Melanie earlier in the day to ask for a list of names of people who were going. <laughs> right. And then I hung up because I thought it was inappropriate. Because you, you basically wanted to revise. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I tried ringing her son and saying, can you give me the names of all your mum's best friends? And he couldn't think of any. Oh, anyway, no. so, so the point being, I was in quite a heightened state of anxiety about not remembering people who I'd met before. And also, I haven't got the security blanket of having my wife there with me. So it's, we go a, across to the restaurant and a guy comes over with a big smile on his face and he goes, hi. And I go, hi, how are you? Good to see you. I give him a big hug. I say, oh, it's so, so great to see you. I can't remember when the last time was. Do you know what he says? What? Can I take your coat? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was the restaurant manager. Well, I'm sure any other time that would work perfectly. I had a volivant and, and left very quickly. I didn't take my coat off. If you just heard that story I told now and thought you think that's embarrassing, Jeff, have I got a story for you about when I just tried to fit in like a normal person at a party, then please do share it with us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. First one's from Her Excellency Lucy Waring. My parents, who live in West Yorkshire, quite near to Hebden Bridge, but sadly we missed out on tickets to the live show. They came down to London to attend a concert my choir was performing in. They booked a hotel triple room, a short walk from the venue, so I could get ready nearby and stop over afterwards without a tedious night bus and tube home alone late at night. I'd usually be happy to go home, but they insisted and it did make things much easier, with the exception of the following incident. Having had a few drinks after the concert, the following morning we were in serious need of caffeine but had run out of tea bags. I boldly offered to go down to reception to get more. My journey to the lift was uneventful and mercifully I didn't meet anyone until I reached reception. Even the interaction with the receptionist went reasonably well. I managed, hi, very well thanks and you and would it be possible to get some more tea bags and milk without any difficulty? Relieved and clutching the magic ingredients to recover from my slightly groggy state, I set off back to the room. Again, the lift was mercifully empty and I didn't meet anyone until I stepped out into the empty little room where the lift doors opened, turned towards the door to find a woman holding it open, speaking to someone in the corridor. She was speaking German, so I didn't understand, but I followed door-holding etiquette and thanked her in English as I went through. Not brave enough to use the German, just in case I was mistaken. The teenage boy, I'm assuming her son, she was talking to in the corridor, was laughing about something which made me uncomfortable, as I don't speak enough German to be sure that I was wasn't part of the joke, especially being half asleep and with a double handful of tea bags and tiny milk cartons held in front of me. Eager to escape from probably unnecessary embarrassment, I quickly retraced my steps back to our room, only to find that the little red light flashed red instead of green when I inserted my key card. As I withdrew the card, the door opened from the inside and I found myself staring up at a man I didn't know. 
I think it must have taken me a second to work out what had happened, but it felt like an age of staring up in the stranger's face, holding out the tea bags and milk to show them to an oblivious <laughs> parent three floors above. The man looked fairly perplexed as well, and eventually I glanced at the door with the wrong room number on it and realised that the woman at the door between the corridor and the lifts must have called a lift and not been ready to get in. The lift doors had opened, and seeing nobody getting in, I walked out on autopilot, and here I was, standing in the way of this man leaving his room. I stammered, um, uh, sorry, I... And then paused while I wondered how to explain myself. What came out of my mouth instead was just, thank you, before I turned and walked briskly back to the lifts, where, of course, I was now justly embarrassed to be returning so soon to the mother and son still hanging around in the corridor. To complete my utter humiliation, the father of this family, who of course I just met, joined them close behind me, whispering gleefully about what had just happened. <laughs> and the three of them passed by, repressing giggles and opting to take the stairs while I silently stared, horror struck at the lift doors, hoping the ground <laughs> would swallow me up. That's good. The uh, When you returned to the lift, it was a perfect opportunity to do that thing where you kind of go, me again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is from Fergal. Just had the absolute worst day that can happen to a drifter. I'm working away for a few days, finished work early and decided to pop into a shopping centre to have a look at the Apple shop, have a look at geeky stuff I can't really afford. I had a bit of a shuffle about trying my best to avoid the geniuses, but was unable to avoid an overwhelmingly friendly geek who proceeded to tell me all about the new mouse. Upshot is £99 for a space grey one and £79 for a white one. I didn't really want a mouse as I was just really browsing BBC News and Sport, killing a bit of time. I must just say that at no time was I put under any pressure to buy anything. But I did say when asked if I needed any help, uh, yeah, just having a play with a mouse to see what it's like. <laughs> I am now the proud owner of a mouse. <laughs> it gets worse. As I'm now feeling a bit sorry and annoyed with myself, so I went into a restaurant for my evening meal. I ordered my food, but then realised in my drifter days that I had to use a toilet. Normally, this is a big no for me, but I had no choice. So I was already so far out of my comfort zone that all rationality had gone out of the window. The normal toilets are out of order, so I had to use the disabled one, where there is what seems like a good 50 yards between the toilet door and the toilet. In my drifter distracted funk, I didn't lock the door properly. And a few minutes later, a woman and a child walked in on me while I'm sat on the throne wiping my bum. <laughs> We just looked at each other for a couple of seconds and for the life of me, I don't know why I said what I did. I kind of gurned at them and said, oh, well, hello. Have you ordered a milkshake? I think they're great. <laughs> they beat a hasty retreat and I grabbed my stuff and left without my food as a bewildered and confused waitress trying to work out what was going on when I shouted, got to run emergency, <laughs> then shouldered my way out the door in full panic mode. I'm back at my hotel and I'm cringing at the thought of what happened to me. <laughs> So after a somewhat stressful and eventful afternoon evening, I'm now the owner of a £79 mouse that I didn't want and minus another £14 for a dinner that I wanted but didn't eat. Oh, that's remarkable. Yes. What do we think was going on in Fergal's head? That's interesting. Because a yeah. fantasy that I have, I don't, I don't mean in any kind of a seedy way, mm. but is that... Somebody will walk in. So I don't want, ever want anybody to walk in on me on the toilet. But I know that between now and death, it will happen on a number of occasions. Mm. And I get so flustered when that happens. I go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And like, shut the door or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what I would love to be able to do one day, just one time, mm. is remain completely calm mm -hmm. and say, 
Oh, I've been expecting you. So it's really creepy. <laughs> I think it's too. I think it's actually too creepy. It's too creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, so what? What? Why did Fergus maybe say he was, that? maybe he'd ordered a milkshake and he was thinking about it? He was sitting and go back when the milkshake and be there, and then it just kind of gets stuck in your brain, and then you ha- and then you need to blurt to, to break the awkwardness. Mm-hmm. What? What's going? What do you? I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. <laughs> this okay. needs, we need answers. Okay. Uh, if you haven't yet shared a story with us, or if you haven't, you got a new one for us because let's face it: if you're the sort of person that listens to this podcast and these things happen to, they're not just one-offs. <laughs> um, you could email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Now that you're listening, it's happening. Do you know it? Do you like it? When will you be here in the future? I will be here in the future. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. I am ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult, Annabelle. Part 20. Part 20, who'd have thought it? I know. Part 20. How I feel like there's something shameful and weak about needing to go to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Like if I'm with some people I don't know that well, like maybe at their house, I feel embarrassed and in some way a lesser person if I need to say, oh, sorry, where's your toilet, please? As if I'm so (laughs) pathetic, I can't even control my own bladder, something two inches long. I have to really work up the courage to admit my failings as a human and ask where I can just feebly and pitifully let go in private. (laughs) I think it stems from primary school. I don't know if it's the same all over, but it was like the teachers were so fed up with children pretending they needed to go to the toilet all the time to get out of the classroom that you were very much discouraged from asking. Is that what you think? Is the same? Yeah, 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 very much so. Okay, yeah, so, so it is all over. Experience with that, actually. Right, this is a thing to the extent that children end up wetting themselves, don't they? Yeah. And I'm a bit worried that it sounds like I went to boarding school in Victorian times, but you were saying it's the same. Okay, mm. good. So it is quite normal, but it really left its mark on me, I think, although I never wet myself. But I think I never wet myself because I developed a very strong bladder. When I was about eight or so, I went to Brighton for the day with my friend Katrina and her mum and dad. And from the moment we got in the car to come home, I needed to do a wee. But there was obviously absolutely no question of asking them to stop the car somewhere for me. I even struggled to ask at someone's house where all they've got to do is say, second door on the right. (laughs) Can I ask someone to stop a car for me? By the end of that two-hour journey, I was in agony and there was no question of being able to speak like at all. I must have just sat there in silence. The tiny movement in my hyoglottis alone would have been enough to trigger an ejection below. <laughs> How I got out of that car and into my house without wetting myself, I will never know. But to this day, I consider it my greatest achievement in life. I do also think this stems a lot from being very shy as a child, which I'm going to illustrate for you now. So... When my older sister started secondary school, it was a 15-minute car or bus journey away. And the school had a system where it budded you up with other new children who lived nearby so you could get the bus together or get lifts. My dad, who's never been one to trouble himself with a five-day working week, <laughs> he, didn't have a, he didn't have a very good work-life balance in that he was much more into the life bit. And he used to drive us to school and we ended up giving a lift to this girl, Donna, and my sister and Donna would get the bus home. And in exchange on Fridays, Donna's mum, Anita, would pick me up from primary school. Now, Anita was interesting for two things that really stick in my mind. One was that she told me once that she'd been an hour late for work that morning as a bird had pooed on her as she was leaving the house. So she had to go back in and redo her makeup. 
And I, all I could think about at the time was an hour. Like she spent an hour doing her makeup. I, st- I still think about it to this day, actually. <laughs> the other thing is her fairly constant claim that she was dating the very famous racing driver, James Hunt. <laughs> there wasn't a huge amount to contradict this claim. Like, why wouldn't this playboy be dating a middle-aged woman in a small town in Essex? <laughs> and the local paper would do a page of love messages on Valentine's Day. And one year there was one to Anita with love from James Hunt. But I was never convinced that James Hunt was the type to put a message like this in the Evening Echo with his surname. (laughs) Anyway, she used to pick me up on Fridays. And one Friday, I said something to upset her. And I have no idea what this was. I never found out. And it certainly wasn't anything intentional. Like Maybe she misheard me or something. All I know is she never spoke to me again. She'd pick me up every Friday and she would not say a single word to me. I'd do the hello, goodbye and thank you. I'd get nothing back at all. One Friday, though, I went out to look for a car like I'd always do. And a grey haired man got out of his car and said, is it Annabelle? Anita sent me to pick you up. And I had no idea who this man was. Like nobody told me he was coming. But I was too shy to say, oh, well, I'm sorry, I don't know you. So there's no way I'm getting in your car. So I just got in the car and waited for him to murder me. <laughs> he didn't even need to like use puppies or sweets. I just got in. <laughs> As it was, I was fine. I never found out who he was or why he picked me up as Anita wouldn't speak to me. But he could have driven me to John O'Groats and I would not have said a word and especially not if I need to go to the toilet. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Was it a racing car? <laughs> no. If you're insightful and aligned with this vision, you might be ready for the next phase. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Ports. Adrift. Well, we should say hello to all our new listeners in New Zealand. Oh, yes, yes. Because we were we were featured on a radio programme in New Zealand that, that covers podcasts. Can you tell us a bit more? Who was it? Somebody got in touch with you? Yeah, Richard Scott from, um, it's a weekly best of podcast show called The Podcast Hour. Oh, because they do a thing like that on the BBC, which yeah, we've also been featured yeah, on. Yeah. Richard, thank you so much. No. I mean, maybe we've got a new subscriber. Maybe uh, one of Crowded House is listening. Oh, stop it now. Or Jacinda Arden. Who? Annabelle. Who? The Prime Minister of New Zealand. Oh. <laughs> I think he, I thought you meant my friend Jacinda that I met when I went backpacking once. <laughs> I thought, how does he know her surname? <laughs> you did, let's be clear, there's no New Zealand connection with that Jacinda. Maybe it was Jacinda Arden. No, she was, she was from New Zealand. You don't think it was her? No. Let me check if I know. It definitely wasn't her. No, no. It definitely wasn't no, her. No, no, it definitely wasn't her. Okay. Because no, no, no. okay. she did live over here for a bit, Jacinda Arden. No, 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 no. She didn't live here. No, I met her like when we were travelling around Europe. So, yeah. Oh, no. That would be quite something, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so, oh my God, imagine if we just became massive in New Zealand, then we could move to New Zealand. Would you like that? I think I would. Okay. So you're not yeah. that outdoors. It's quite, I think it was an outdoorsy place. Yeah, but do you know what I like? Being indoors, yeah. looking at some beautiful outdoors. Uh, so you could just look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From behind I wouldn't, glass. wouldn't go hiking in it. No, 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 no. But, no. you know, maybe I'd go out on my onto my terrace of a morning, oh. breathe in the fresh air, yeah. listen to the shout, sound of the sheep bleating. Yeah. And, you know, Neil Finn rehearsing. What, I'm trying to think what the sounds of New Zealand are. I don't know. <laughs> Peter Jackson shouting, action! Yeah, there we on go. On some film set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That must echo around all the time. You, you'd yeah. have thought so, mm. yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I'm glad that he's put a bit of weight back on again. Are you? Didn't like it when he got too thin. I didn't see him then. Well, it didn't, didn't look right. Anyway. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's yeah, I, I could do that. I'd happily move to New Zealand. Okay, let's do it. Not so much Australia, but I think New Zealand would suit me better. How many more subscribers would we need for that to happen, do you think? 
like one, 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 <laughs> what? Just who, one who wanted to be like some kind of super Patreon patron. Ah, uh, uh, gotcha. I yeah. think yeah. It's, actually that feels like a good me- time to mention Patreon. Okay. Uh, if you want to, support, I hadn't planned to do that here, but I now mean, you're we, here. we usually do. But now you're here. You know, if you if you are some kind of New Zealand billionaire who who would like to bring some British culture, mm. like you don't get enough of it, to New Zealand, <laughs> yeah. then you know I'd, I'd consider a move. What I'm seeing is myself in like a grand designs type, beautiful modern house, Mm-mm. like looking at a mountain. Right. Yeah. Bifold doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I'm seeing it. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but if, if, even if you're not a, um, a Russian, a, a Russian, soon, soon I start thinking about billionaires, I think about the Russians, the oligarchs. <laughs> you, you're always, how often a day do you think about oligarchs? Be honest. I, one of my great fantasies. I've told you this before, but just in case nobody remembers me saying it, like one of my great fantasies is like a Russian oligarch had moved to London, and. He just like couldn't stand the sound of my voice and he would hear it on the radio maybe if he went into a shop mm. or got in a taxi and he would have his people get in touch with me and say, how much money would it take for you to never go on the radio again? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's a really good fantasy. Yeah. How much do you ask for? Well, uh, I, 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 it varied depending on how yeah, skinny you feel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that. But okay. um, yeah, that, that was always a big fantasy of mine. Mm. That like... Not that I would achieve something so great that it would have brought me such riches <laughs> that I would never need to work again. But that's but beyond that, fantasy. But that somebody would find me so irritating mm. that their only way to ensure that they never heard my voice again yeah, yeah. would be to pay me off. Wow. Of course, like I'm sure it would be cheaper to just get a hitman to finish me off. I think it would be. Yeah. yeah. But I'm sure they're not into that. No, I'm sure they're not. No. Um, anyway, Patreon, yes, puts on Patreon, patreon.com stroke adrift coming soon. A live show from Hebden Bridge, which, if you haven't got a ticket, will only be available um, for Patreon subscribers. We're going to release that as a secret podcast for Patreon subscribers. Just a pound or two a month if mm-hmm. you enjoy the podcast. Why not show us your support and enable us to keep going um, by just pledging a little bit of money every month? Now, Onto the badges. Yeah, so I did what, a bit of research about these badges. What news do you have? I think, I think I can do it, but it would involve some decisions to be made, and there's going to be there have to be a bit of designing going on. It's not like the pencils where we just think of what to write on it and tell them what to write on it. So, the first decision is: Do you want those small kind of round, sort of plasticky looking ones, or are you thinking a metal one? What are you thinking? Hang on. Oh, you, so you're more thinking like a, like a prefect's badge. Like a, a pin, I think they're called pin badges. Right, so right. That's an option. All I'm saying is that's an option. Would that, I, I expect that would make it significantly more expensive. Um, yep. Have you, have you thought about the kinds of deals you're going to be able to offer our listeners? Well, I think the only way to do this is you're looking at getting... <laughs> Why does my whole grammar and syntax change? You just you know? start channeling your dad is what happens. What, you, what we're looking at here is <laughs> you know, people aren't going to be buying just one of these. No point in that. You, you need to be buying between three and four. Not like a little multi-pack of six. Or six. What you can get, you can get a nice little bit of cardboard with a with an image on it and then have them stuck to it. You know, so I'm not you're not talking about sending one solitary bag out in the post. Badge out in the post. No. Yeah, yeah. What I'm talking about here is buying them in a pack. 
Okay, an assortment of badges. Yeah, but but you know, nicely presented. I like the pencils. Are they mounted? <laughs> yeah, they're mounted on a on a branded board. Okay, branded bit of cardboard. Yeah, and then put on it. So okay, say we're thinking the the round the plastic. I yeah. hate saying plastic; it makes it sound cheap. Yes, yes. and bad for the environment. But you know, the metal ones, like just your regular badge, your regular badge, yeah, your yeah. regular normal badge. You come at a garden badge. So I was thinking maybe we could have one with a drift on it. Maybe one with drifter on it. Maybe one with a non on it. Maybe one with unlucky. I don't know. These maybe are just one with scum on it. Scum? No, not that because I keep forgetting <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so something like that. But then are we going to have? Them in, how is it going to look? It needs to be designed. I can't just write those words on a bit of paper and say, can you make badges out of this? Should we do a focus group where we present them with some options? Yeah, but who's going to design the options? That's true. Mm, it's, see, it's got trickier immediately, isn't okay. it? Okay, well, you know, maybe we could ask Kim Rainey. I we mean, I feel do. that Kim so kindly did the artwork for the podcast for us for free. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, okay. It's something to think about anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Just be fun to do a focus group. Yeah, that, yeah. Exactly. We did one for the other podcast. It was quite good fun. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. we all, all sat around in a room. Oh, an actual focus yeah, group. Yeah, like a real one. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant like email in. Like, no, because that's oh. what we did the last time, yeah, wasn't it? So yeah. I'm thinking about taking that a oh. step further. Right, just for the just for the badges. We could go behind the glass <laughs> and see what the, see what the people really think about it. Okay, okay. Did I tell you the story? So when we held this focus group for the other podcast very kindly a record company offered us their offices to hold the focus group and while we were there they told us a story about a pop star who you've probably heard of if you're listening to this who attended a focus group about her and her music which is very uncommon usually it's just the marketing people and the Mm. managers but this this pop star decided that she wanted to be there yeah and she got so enraged that she burst into the room and started screaming at a member of the public. No. Yeah. Well, yeah. you want to know who that is yeah. now, don't we? I'll, I'll tell you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bad Drift with Jeff Loy and Annabelle Port. If you get close enough, you can taste the freshness. That's so funny. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's who it was. Oh. Um, right. Uh, a, couple of, a couple of things. Went out for uh, Sunday lunch with my wife on, uh, on Sunday, surprisingly. Um, here's the thing that happens sometimes that feels disproportionately embarrassing uh, when you think about how often it happens to everybody, mm. when you accidentally do something loud with your cutlery. Oh, okay. You know or what like I mean? Scrape it on your plate or clash yeah, it together. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. You you feel like the whole place goes quiet, <laughs> like in a you, saloon. You feel uncouth. Yeah, you do feel uncouth. Um, also, here was something that happened. So, so the server came to take our order. And she said to me, what would you like to drink? I said, Diet Coke, please. And then when she's run through the order and she said, oh, was it was it a Coke or a Diet Coke? 
and I said Diet Coke, please. And then when she bought brought my drink, she brought a Coke. Mm. And I've become paranoid that she either looked at me and thought, oh, was it Diet Coke or Coke? Oh, he looks like the sort of person who drinks full sugar Coke. <laughs> or she thought, I'm not giving him a Diet Coke. I mean, what's the, what's, what's the point with the size of the portion he just ordered? You, your brain couldn't possibly think that she thought, well, he, he doesn't need to go on a diet. He's, he's looking very, very, very no, great. Absolutely show. not. That, that wouldn't, absolutely right. not. Okay, absolutely okay, not. Okay. Because we're doing the podcast late this week, uh, there's no time for me to do an incident. But if I was going to do an incident, this is what it was, was going to be. Mm. So I phoned my friend John the other day for a chat. And I've not spoken to him for a while. Mm. And it was almost like he couldn't get off the phone quick enough, but he was being polite by staying on for 10 minutes or so. Right. And he basically wrapped the call up by saying, I'm so sorry, I, I really have to go because I've, I've got to go and meet someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, maybe he does have to meet someone. And then over the course of the next two hours, mm. I look at Twitter and he's tweeting quite regularly. <laughs> Okay, here's a suggestion. Maybe he was on a bus on his no. way to meet someone for two hours. Over two, yeah, that doesn't quite make sense. Maybe okay. Maybe he was on the bus and then he was with that person. They went to the toilet a lot. I know. I know. It's it not. Seems, it's not adding up. Seems it's not unlikely. Up. It's, it seems it seems very unlikely to me. Did were you checking them to see if they were lying, or did you just happen to look at Twitter and they and they would pop up every now and then? So here's what happened. I came off the phone and I thought. John seemed very eager to get off the phone from me. <laughs> and then um, then I noticed that he tweeted, you know, pretty soon afterwards, like within three minutes mm. of the conversation ending. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, give him the benefit of the doubt. He could have been on his way to meet this person. <laughs> right, yeah. But then, you know, he was replying to people. He was doing right. his own tweets. Wow. You know, you think if you're going to lie, like you'd keep, you'd keep the lie up like that. <laughs> From afar and and go underground and silent for like a few hours, wouldn't you? I heard about somebody who pulled out of being a best man yeah. at the last minute. Yeah, this sort of friend of a friend, right? Citing um, like unavoidable work reasons and feeling really bad about it. Yeah, and then on the weekend of the wedding, yeah. was posting pictures of him and his family in the park to Instagram. No, that's an idiot. That is an no. idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Soon people will know that we don't know what we're doing. Adrift. Right, Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic in Problematic. Okay. Drifter's Dilemmas. First one is from Zoe. I need some advice on how to handle social situations with my boyfriend's friends and family. I'm English and live in London with my boyfriend who is German. I sometimes join him in Germany for parties, weddings, etc. Most, but not all of his friends speak English. I don't speak German, I plan to learn, but that will take years to get fluent. What I found is the beginning of parties are fine. There are lots of people who will chat to me in English. I get by on small talk about Brexit and British TV. But later in the evening, they get into their closest knit group talking in German and I'm left awkwardly hanging around. What am I to do? I don't want to take my boyfriend away from what little time he has with friends in Germany. I don't want to force them all to speak English, but sitting there on my phone seems rude. Plus, I don't like social situations at the best of times. How should I handle these situations? I think mm. you would just be able to say, I'm going to leave you to have some quality time with your friends mm-hmm. uh, and I'll go and get an early night. 
I think you could have it the best of both worlds here. In a way, it feels like the perfect excuse. Yeah. Like, it's a great excuse, mm. but also he would probably appreciate it because, you know, it's not a pressure that he's having to worry about whether everybody is speaking, you know, whether whether you're feeling included. But there's a reason why she's not she's not doing this. And I think it's because she thinks it looks rude also to leave. I I just think they'd be grown up about it. Okay. Yeah. I think people understand that kind of thing. Okay. I think you could be, I think you can do it in such a way where you would look like the hero for saying that. Right, right. And because really, apart from doing some kind of speed course in learning German, what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. You can't just yeah. sit there. That's horrendous. You know, there's a certain type, and I, I, I don't sort of fall into the stereotype, but, you know, there's a certain type of man or, or woman, in fact, who, you know, they they appreciate just having time with their mates and it's quite nice, you know, to be away from you. You know, people mm. like being away from the partner and just being with the with the old gang back together again, like mm. the olden days. And I think you can go, you can have the nice small nice small talk part of the evening mm, mm. and and then I think you can excuse yourself and and do it as if you're giving him a gift of time with his old friends where he doesn't have to worry about whether you're being looped in. Okay, what about in the situations that she mentioned where it's more family and weddings, for example? Weddings, it's a bit trickier to say I'm leaving Oh, early. my God. Well, it dep- if you're staying where the wedding is, mm. really easy. Sneak out. I have at weddings before now, like, gone upstairs and watched a film and then come back down again and no one's noticed. <laughs> I think also, if you can bear it, I think dancing... Oh. I know that's awful for you too, but I've been at weddings where other people have been so drunk I can't understand what they're saying, and I just find that dancing and like nodding and smiling worked for me. Right, right. And even though I like I was sober, I think at the time, and I just and like I just think I just I just rather than obviously leave early, I found that just forcing myself to dance was the only way to get through it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's okay. just a suggestion. Okay. Well, there we go. There's a couple okay. of suggestions. Okay. Okay. Let's move now on to anon. I recently began a burgeoning platonic relationship with a colleague who I was hoping to convert from a colleague to an outside work friend. However, on each of the three occasions that we've arranged to meet up outside work, she has invited her other half along. And although I like my colleague, I'm not exactly enamoured with her other half and I'm not seeking a friendship with both of them. Am I being unreasonable and expecting to be just the two of us at social events planned and arranged around our joint interests, including trips to the theatre and cinema, am I right in thinking that it's against the unwritten rules for her to invite along a third party? I do enjoy spending time with this colleague and would have liked to become outside work friends, but I'm tempted to deal with this by simply avoiding arranging any other meetups and accepting that it's just not going to work out. I presume it goes without saying that as a drifter, I can't possibly have an open and frank conversation with her about the fact that I don't like her other half and don't want him to come to our social events. Any advice on how to deal with the situation be gratefully received. If it's permissible, I also have another quick question. Is it correct that if someone calls you and does not leave a voicemail or message explaining why they called, then there is no burden on you to call them back? Thank you in advance. All best wishes. Okay, let's let's start off with the the outside work friend. Okay, so with the outside work friend, so I first think, of all, is it okay for them to bring along their no, partner? No, 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 it's agree. never okay. No, it's not okay to, to bring along an extra person. Okay, is there a part of you that thinks they're bringing along the extra person because they don't want one on one time? I wondered non- if it was the other way around, whether she's got a controlling partner. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah. And if you don't like him, there's something a bit off about him. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. You picked up on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think you need to break the cycle. And here's what you do. Okay. For the next two or three things you invite this colleague of yours to, you get a pair of tickets for something. You say, oh, great news, I've got a pair of tickets to this thing that we'll both enjoy. Mm -hmm. And you do that, like, I don't know, once for a comedy show, once for the cinema, once yeah. for a thing. Yeah. And hopefully then you set a precedent of it just being the two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? Per as an idea? Perfect. Because what, what was your she, thought? Does, she does mention that they've been to trips, trips to the theatre and cinema before, but you're saying buy them in advance and then hope that they don't go, well, I'll get another one. Yeah, cinema's so tricky mm. because, you know, but you can, like, concoct some story about having a coup coupon or something yeah and from a sellout show yeah 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 well I, I think i think that's an excellent solution thank you like somebody's given you a voucher for a restaurant maybe mm-hmm. yeah you've got two tickets to a pop-up dinner yeah yeah i'm just trying to think of different things because obviously she can't possibly say anything she can't say yeah. i don't like your partner yeah I mean, my solution was just, oh, yeah, just don't be friends with them. But, yeah. but I'd, yours is yours is better. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, let's quickly move on then to the question. If someone calls you and doesn't leave a voicemail or a message, do you have to call them back? I think you don't, except when it's me ringing you. <laughs> <laughs> you ringing me? Yeah. Okay. So if you ring me and you don't leave a voicemail, which you wouldn't, or a text message, yeah. then I've still got to call you back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, that's good to know. And that was this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to it. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or if you have a story you'd like to share with us, it's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And if you could see your way to pledging us a little bit of your support on Patreon, we would be extremely grateful and you would get a title out of it. Uh, go to patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers and made the eye dents. Patrick Gunning and Awana Babu plugged it all in. Kim Rainey made the artwork and Carla Gowlett took the photos. And I'll finish by saying, oh, well, hello. Have you ordered a milkshake? I think they're great. Adrift. Adrift. Podication time, and this comes from Ollie Brown, who says, Hey, how's it going? I'd love to offer forward. <laughs> offer forward is good, mm, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, my friend Dan, although he goes by the nickname Nugs, as one of your podications, which I figure he's earned by being the one who recommended the podcast to me. Um, I'm loving it, if only for being so chillingly relatable. Uh, I only, only came across it about three weeks ago, so I've got just over a year's worth of catching up to do. If you do read this out, I'll probably only hear it in about March. I'm sure you'll have 
dropped off by then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you could dedicate this to Dan, I know he'd absolutely love it. He's very easily pleased. When we lived together for a few years, it was effectively one or both of us returning home each day with stories that would fit perfectly into an episode, <laughs> like the podcast, but permanent and based in a Newcastle student <laughs> flat. I would watch that if it was a sitcom. Yeah. And uh, also we're celebrating at the moment since he's just got himself a new job and is doing the big move from Belper to London. Wow. Mm. Well, um, good, good luck in the big city. Yep. Like Dick Whittington. Off to find find your dreams. Maybe you'll become mayor. <laughs> it happened to Dick Whittington. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um Ollie, thank you for uh, thanks for finding us, but you know, more so thanks to Nugs. Yeah, no, good old Nugs, Nugs for, for telling you about it, and uh, I hope the move goes well. And uh, if if you see me in the street, mm. say hello. Especially if you're mayor. If you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe give me a, a nice cushy, make me a lackey. Yeah, a cushy roll, like an I'd be a good acolyte, I think. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like a podcast, email hello at driftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.